shows. How do you go from that to being a comic book creator? Uh, so I worked on Comic Book Man. That was like 12, 11 years ago, something like that. I was a supervising producer in the first season, um, you know, before they kind of knew what the format was even. And it, 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 I, my whole comics book fandom and journey all starts on that show. Uh, I, I did not grow up reading comics. I didn't have that period when I was a kid of being the kid that read comics. Um, my, my geek thing when I was a kid was TV stuff. You know, I, I used to watch like Star Trek with my mom like that was my geek thing was you know fun tv buffy the vampire slayer you know fantasy and uh, 80s fantasy movies those were my like geek things when i was a kid and um i started reading comic books on the set of comic book men the first comic i ever read was uh, the walking dead i watched nice. i read that whole thing all the way through you know the, the walking dead the show was only in like i think it's second season when i when i did that um, and I just fell in love with the medium and i started reading it and so so yeah i was on comic book men um i, I What is going on, everybody? It is us. We're here to celebrate this fine Saturday right before Halloween. We have Hail Satan! Because that's what we do. We bring the people that watch our show onto the show. We like to lower our listenership every Saturday as much as we can, <laughs> adding them to the show. Because that's just what we do. That short was Jerry Carita, who is a television producer turned comic book creator. Go check out the interview John, uh, Justin and I did with him. He talks about, you know, how Kevin Smith inspired him and what Kevin Smith thinks about, you know, his new career in comic books. And it's, he's a lot of fun. Check it out. It was a lot of fun. Justin and I are like rolling through the interviews. We have so many to come out next week. Um, I hope everybody go check out the one we did, Matthew Hasso, too. Uh, he was a fun guy to talk to. I actually met Matthew Hasso because we were both fans of a podcast. So he, he listened to, um, it was a Collider podcast. So I, I noticed his name was liking our stuff. And I'm like, I know this name from somewhere. So I messaged him. I'm like, are you the same Matthew Hasso that's always commenting on these Collider videos? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, you're a fan of ours? He's like, yeah. And then we started talking and we became friends through, you know, a common interest in podcasting. So it was cool to have him on as a guest because he's now doing freelance writing for comic books. And uh, yeah, it's been awesome. Jennifer, how are you? Welcome to the show. Oh, I'm good. Hi, everyone. I just good. had dinner, so yeah. Nice. We're going to talk about our top five movies that scared us. Max's list will probably be the same as it was the last 10 years. No, dude, I, I watch all kinds of, of scary movies. I, uh, I, I Obviously, I, I, I love horror so much that I would... Uh, I, I I also I have a lot to add to this conversation, you know? like I do got to say, man, you're, there's a lot you're of twists horror. and turns. Your horror intake over the last year is like tripled. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, it, it 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 sucks when you hate horror and you marry a horror fan. <laughs> it's like you married into it, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm obligated to watch like three horror movies a year <laughs> at least, <laughs> which is which is three times more than I I would normally watch. Two more Talk. days. To get entered to win, all you have to do is hit subscribe. You don't have to screenshot. You don't have to do any work. Just hit subscribe. And then on Monday, I'll release a short announcing the winner. And then I will reiterate the winner again on next Saturday's show. Sealed Spider-Man 4K. Guys, this movie is amazing. It might be the best movie of the a year. A true horror film. Yeah. <laughs> Can we not gloss over the fact that Max said Hail Satan and Jason rolled into that's what we do here? Like I'm going to clip that so hard. <laughs> oh, hey, the Dark One's cool. The Dark Lord is awesome. You know? 
But uh, yeah, so we're we're back. I guys, I look forward to this show every week. Like I really do. This is my therapy. This podcast. <laughs> Thank you, dear listener, for putting up with Jason's therapy. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yep. Thank you. We're learning recently, things about um, Jason that we shouldn't know. Recently single again. <laughs> Uh, I figure I announce all the relationships. I should say that too. So uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's really that weird sucks. to do. It's the first time that there's been. It was a truly mutual breakup. Like a lot of them aren't. They say they are, but they're not. <laughs> but this, yeah. this was truly mutual. Like we both just different things going on in life, and we're just like we got to pause this, do our own thing, and then maybe come back later. But uh, yeah, so that's that's where I'm at right now. We brought in Jen just to listen to you talk about your breakup. <laughs> I did, man. <laughs> we we it on the show, she would have been listening to it off the show. So, um, right. true. Before, before we get into the horror stuff, can I can I take a maniac minute? No. Uh, I've just been watching a crap ton of anime, and uh, <laughs> I just wanted to talk about some of the shows that I've been watching. All right, hey, it's just me. Here's Max <laughs> with the Animaniac Minute. Uh, check out uh, Free Ren, um, the, the Days Gone By or something like that. It is a an interesting uh, cartoon because it's about like the, you know, like the, the, the party of warriors defeats the demon lord, and this takes place after that. Like, um, so it's uh, the, the, the elf, uh, she outlives everyone. And it's kind of like walking in her shoes, and it's very slow. And it, it, it's it's interesting to me that like, it's very calm, and like the passage of time is handled very well. I really like that about the show. And it's funny to me because like I normally uh, I'm more about action uh, anime, and this does have a little bit of action, but it, like it, the action beats are it's sort of like Tarantino esque, where it's like it's, it's quick, it happens, and then we're we're following everything else. Um, so uh, yeah, I've been checking that out. I really enjoy it. Let's see here. I've got uh, Shangri-La Frontier. This is an action anime. Uh, it uh, <laughs> the story is not great, but the, the the art is awesome, and there's a lot of cool, uh, you know, like dragon fighting and stuff like that. Uh, Spy Family is back for season two. I'm enjoying that. That's another kind of slower comedy anime, but uh, it's it's got a lot of it's got heart and it's it's fun. So uh, check that out. Uh, Castlevania Nocturne. Um, this is the first uh, Castlevania show without Warren Ellis uh, writing and directing, and uh, it's still it's still very good. So, like, obviously the uh, the art is, is is on is on another level, and uh, you know, like the the anime is still still good. I was I was I was hoping that it wouldn't uh, lose quality with you know after losing the uh, you know like all time great writer. <laughs> so um yeah and then i don't know if i talked about this before but dragon ball super the movie superhero if you have been waiting for gohan to to finally pop off this is the movie you need to watch if you've been waiting 30 years for them to unnerf gohan this is the movie you need to watch all right that's been the maniac minute Five I love minutes. the new segment, Max. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, we should. Yeah, we need to have Brian Loud just waiting in the wing and being like, every time we hang out with him. I said Maniac Minute, not Maniac Hour and a Half. And that's the most Max has contributed to the show in 10 years. Oh, man. That's hurtful. You know, it, it took a while, but I got wow. there. Again, therapy is taking place here. <laughs> that's right. Okay. Um, but Jim, we watched. At least I watched your short. It was, it was a lot of fun. When oh. did you create? I didn't check the timestamp. When did you make that? Was it pretty recent? 
Um, yeah, it was last month. Last month? Oh, awesome. Yeah. Cool. Or, no, it was the end of August, but it feels Sorry. like last month. <laughs> <laughs> what What gave you, what made you want to become, get into making films? Um, probably Joel Haver. Um, he kind of, like, encourages everyone to make their own films, because anyone can, so, yeah. I need to make a film. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with the technology now. So. Yeah. You have the ability to make a film off of that little device you put in your pocket. So, yeah. Yeah. But no, um, I was always curious about this, Jen. Like, uh, when it comes to stuff like, say, the short and so forth, like, uh, how long did that kind of take to put together? I can't remember if you put down the description or not, like, how long that process was just to make that short. Well, I did a lot of storyboarding with my husband and that took like two weeks and then I just filmed it in like three days and then edited it. So it, filming and editing was like a whole week. So, yeah. So where did the idea come from? So I know, I think it was you and your husband wrote it if I remember the, the credits correctly. So like, how, how did right. you guys think about it? Like how long did it take to kind of come up with the idea? Well, um, it started with, um, Joel had messaged me and said, oh, you should submit something to this film festival. It's a short film festival, um, done by Volvox, um, uh, Observer. They're on, um, Instagram and they have a YouTube too. Uh, I don't know if I should just like write it somewhere, so... <laughs> But, uh, um, and I, like, put it off for a long time because I had no idea what to do. And I had recently, um, had, like, a weird mental breakthrough with something in my life. Now this feels like therapy. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, I had thought about like the first time I had sleep paralysis and it was a long time ago and I was going through a really stressful time in my life and I had noticed or remembered that I had kept this doorknob from the house that I was sort of living in at the time and I used it to like make paintings and stuff for texture and I was like you know what really weird that I keep this doorknob around and I keep having um, sleep paralysis. And so I like threw it away this year and I'm not, I haven't had it since. <laughs> so I don't know what that means, but uh, so this is kind of like the story of it, of the doorknob and stressful times. So, so it's coming cool. more from like a, more of like a personal sort of like emotional center than like say yeah. anything more supernatural. I mean, there's supernatural stuff that does kind of take place in it, but it's not overt. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like it's supposed to be more dreamlike, but mm -hmm. yeah. Than the, the, just supernatural. But the, uh, yeah. the shot with, without, uh, when, when she takes the contact lens out, oh, Hey, first off, like watching <laughs> somebody touch their eyeball is probably yeah. some of the scariest. A stuff. lot. Like, a lot. <laughs> yep. Something could go wrong. Um, <laughs> 
so yeah, um, I, I always say like you know a horror movie for me is good like if it's got the lingering creepiness, um, you know like mm-hmm. I the like, jump scares or whatever like that's not really what I'm about so I, I don't I don't really like subscribe to those but like that lingering creepiness is is what makes like you know a good or a bad horror movie and like the to go to go from the touching the eyeball right to like the walking around without the contacts in I yeah. thought like that kind of like resonated with me I was like okay like like. There's something's gonna happen, and there's no way to know what's going yeah. on. You know, like when, like, yeah. I, I, I've been wearing these glasses since I was in the sixth grade. Like, I, one hundred percent have walked around without my glasses on, and I'm like, if something, if something happens now, there's no way that I would be able <laughs> to like, stop it. It's like the mummy <laughs> movie, you know, the one guy oh, yeah. when he gets his eyes taken out. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised that. <laughs> oh, no, you're I, the horror podcast is great. No, like, I'm surprised even... that the, the no glasses shot hasn't been done in movies because it seems yeah, like such an obvious thing for a horror movie to do, especially right. in like found footage. Uh, like, yeah, like found footage. If you uh, if you don't mind, like, how did you how did you just like unfocus your camera? Like, like what was what was the the method for that that shot? Because like you know, it was me. I was like, this is exactly what it's like with my glasses off. Like, like it's just the, the blurriness. Like. I can't. I can see stuff, but I can't see anything. Like I don't know. It makes it weird, and then pitch black for me. Like that's. <laughs> yeah, I actually did all that in post production. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but uh, I used like a pinhole kind of one. Uh, I don't know how to a blur effect, but um, so it kind of looks like you're a little bit squinting your eyes, so you can kind of see. I don't know if. Yeah. No. No. It was. It was really good. Yeah. yeah, It's effective. uh, It was very, very accurate to how I I feel, and so uh, that's that's what really got me about the whole thing. It did kind of go a little over my head because I've never like had sleep paralysis before. So when she was going through that, yeah, thank goodness you don't want it. (laughs) Right. I I, I couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't even imagine. Um. So yeah, like so that was a little you know, like I, I kind of got lost on that, but uh, no, still, still very very good. And there's just a lot of like good like stuff in there, you know, packed into this little movie that I, I you know, I, and also not being a horror fan, I still enjoy. It. Okay, well, good. <laughs> yeah. No, we're not gonna we're not gonna hound you with questions right from the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I will. It was my first sort of interview, so oh, yeah. It's great. Yeah. I'm I'm glad that we were able to. I'm glad it's live. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. No. Surely nothing will go wrong. No. Don't worry. We're we're consummate professionals. Uh, Polar uh, Knights, thank you so much. Uh, Bearded yeah. man, so many teddy bears, so little time. We, okay. <laughs> Thank you. Here's a spoiler alert for something coming very soon. We will be touching on beards soon on this podcast. Oh. Phrase it. Phrase it. Well, we're going to lose that sponsorship real quick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, <we> <laughs> but um, I got something here for uh, Mike or um, Justin and Max. Let me go ahead oh, and okay. share my screen real quick. This I'm very excited about. This this is what it's going to take to get me back into magic, and they did it. So oh, here we go. The first time you see those pages, everything changes. Did you guys see this yet, Max? Just no. I have. I have. I'm excited for it, though. I'm glad you Need a new worlds, new possibilities. Oh, I did hear about this. Oh, okay. I, I invite you to I have a explore feeling. the edges yep. of your imagination. 
I'm in. They got my money. The they you did share it. Share your heroes with the people you love, and watch them embark on adventures that will last forever. Is that indeed a Menzel? <laughs> There's really only really one word to describe it. No, okay. <laughs> Magic, Magic the, gather Magic. the Gathering. <laughs> okay. You know, yeah. you can't make a game, like Max says all the time, you can't make a card game better than Magic. No. So why not just give up and just, just collaborate yeah. with them? See, like, yeah, what I love about Magic is it's the rules. The rules are what I love. You can put art, any art on the cards that you want. It does not matter as long as the words all stay the same. So, yeah, like a lot, a lot of players are having trouble with these these uh, collaborations that they're doing. They're calling it um, universes beyond uh, magic cards. So it's not part of the main magic storyline or or even it's probably all commander legal. That's about it. Yeah, um, and uh, so like a lot of people kind of have trouble because of like, well, magic is supposed to be fantasy and. Like this is this ain't my magic, and I'm like, hey man, like I don't see why you need to hate on everyone else. Like, fantasy doesn't do it for a lot of people, so you know that, that they have still again like this awesome game that they can play with cards that they like to see. I, I I definitely don't have a problem with it. I'm excited to see what they what they come out with. Uh, I I will definitely be trying. To, this will probably be the only set that I ever try to collect all the cards from. Now yeah, Marvel, right they, they've done a game card game. They've done several, before, right? Well, Marvel okay. has done card games before. They, yeah, they've done their own, several. Their own thing, okay. Yeah, and I'm... they're all terrible. <laughs> they're all yeah. awful. So they are awful. Additional Magic the Gathering news. I'm Max, did you see they canceled their contract with the folks that do the judging? Like the, the training yes. judges? Yeah, they lost That's, the judges. That bothers me. I mean, it probably kills paper magic in person at least a little bit, right? Or the uh, card shop. That's, that's a little me. bit bad, and it's definitely a bad feel when because like there are some really really good judges out there, and they 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 have to work very hard to keep up with everything. So uh, that that sucks, you know, for all of them. Uh, shout out to Aaron Hammer. You know who you are. Uh, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> um, but uh, also, you know, like this is just the direction like this is the the bad hasbroness we've talked about it on uh you and tang a, a few times it's mm -hmm. it's the bad business that's ruining magic and you know like we're i i i we're already seeing the the results of their having this be about the money and it's you know like magic will make you all the money like and 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 all you people out there who fund everything like mm -hmm. let me tell you if you make a good product you'll make all the money. So all you have to do is make it the best that you can, not worry about making all the money that you can. Uh, uh, it, it, it's 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 just absolutely, and, and even the Marvel set is a part of it. It's They're doing too much. <laughs> they're doing way too much. They're gonna release this Marvel set in the middle of four other sets and then expect people to pay for everything. <laughs> yeah. So far they are, so. Now we're right, yeah, like, you're just killing all the high school. That's that was my whole concern. Of this whole thing is like, who's making the money to pay for this? Either the parents or adults, right? We're slowly killing the market that kind of everyone grew up in. But that's what it, I may be back hmm. in if there's a function that allows me to put my old Marvel masterpieces trading cards into play. Oh, yes. Nice. You remember those? <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude. Oh, you yeah. might see a spike in price for those if, like, there's an interest. Like, hey, I've got I've got a whole for, binder from when I was like 11 years old. Yeah, yep. I'm like I'm. So ready I, to either 
utilize it or sell it. One of the now, two. The one, thing, the one thing that they absolutely should do is make all these magic cards do that, the nine card uh, actual picture. Um, if they don't do that, I I'm, I'm, will be just, I'm like, hey guys, like, you missed the mark. Like you okay, tried and, and you obviously failed. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, first off, Polar Knights, what is the best horror show? I'm curious to see what you have to say. And uh, Jennifer, do you play okay. Magic or D&D or anything like that? Um, no. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, my brothers have and my husband has. So, nice. yeah. Nice. I'm waiting for the Golden Girls Magic the Gathering set. Like, as soon as I can get that, that would white be card, sick. That actually would, that be, would be sick. I'd be so down. Yeah. Oh, like, that they're going for the cash grab when they start throwing out Betty White magic cards. <laughs> <laughs> That'd just yeah, be like six cards, all. though, right? Yeah. yeah, I was like, it wouldn't be very many, but it'd oh, be a no, powerful like, set. They could do, they could do it because I mean, like they're doing Jurassic Park. Uh, they're kind of just tacking on some Jurassic Park cards to this this new set that's coming out. Um, Ixalan something or other. Uh, what is the? Sorry, go ahead. No, sorry. I was like, what if we stole from Yu-Gi-Oh the powers of Exodia and it's just that the Golden Girls combine, you instantly win the game? That'd be yes. fun. Yes. Like <laughs> Betty on. White's hair curlers and then blow it <laughs> I mean, that was kind of the way the show went, too. It's like once the Golden Girls combine, that's when you get gold, so. There it is. We got one Golden Girl and you treasure. It doesn't do so well. Oh. But uh, yeah, Jason, I'll play some. I'll play some magic with you. Let's let's. You get your Iron Man deck. I'll get my freaking Thor deck, and we'll we'll have at it. I mean, I'm, I'm also hoping that that's a full set that they're doing, not just you know, because uh, a lot of the universes beyond have not been full sets. The only one that's been a full set actually is the Lord of the Rings. So you know, like they did Transformers cards. They missed out on an opportunity to do a full set for that. I mean, I guess they still can because Hasbro owns that property. Yeah, um, if they don't make Stan Lee a card, I will fight someone. I will dude, drive like, again, down. You know, it's like do it or you're missing something. Like you guys, Stan do, Lee I don't the understand ring. the material. Yeah. Stan Lee will be the one ring. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, or have him nice. be a cameo in all of, like the main Avengers like pictures oh and just have like a little St yeah, Stan Lee like, head. Stan like, where's Waldo of, of every <laughs> card? Mortal Kombat goofy guy. It's Stan Lee. Whoopsie. <laughs> I know it's not going to happen, but please let this man rest. Yeah, okay. <laughs> like, let this man rest in peace. Well, I mean, they can draw him, you know? Like, yeah. Like... <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jason? What's that? What do we got next? What's oh, what do we got next, Max? It's a very good question. We have our top five movies that scared us. Definitely made and, this list before the show started today. I, it was, yeah. my, it was dry in my notebook. I'm doing mine off the cuff. So top five <laughs> movies that scared us. My number five is a movie that came out last year. And I got a lot of shit for this movie scaring me because I went with my daughter and some of her friends. And I was um, scared. Mario. I was very, very it was, scared. It's consolable and they had to drive him home. Uh, the movie is Smile. And... Oh, um, Anytime somebody okay. makes that face at me, yep. I still get scared. I have PTSD over watching Smile. And it's the first That's my number in a two. Long time that scared me. Like the imagery in that movie, I was petrified. And then I found out that somebody was taking Max to see this movie, and I tried to warn against it. But Smile is my number five. That's it my number two. <laughs> oh my goodness. Smile is my number two. <laughs> That's so funny. 
<laughs> so scary. Like, oh my god, it did such a good job. It is, yo, man, yeah, like, and and again, the lingering creepiness. That is how, like, if you're gonna horror movie correctly, it should just leave you this uneasy feeling, like something's coming around the corner, but all the time. And like, this movie did that for sure. And I was like, I could not have lights off. Like, I like lights had to be on wherever I was going. Like for a good two weeks after I saw that movie, I'm like, I'm such a coward. But like, I yeah, smile. I would have loved to have been around your household around that time, where it's like (laughs) the light comes on in the hallway, and it's like, oh, Max is probably coming up the stairs, and he pokes his head around. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness, yeah, no, terrifying. That movie was terrifying. I agree with this. All right, Jennifer, what about you? What's your number five? Okay, so my list has a lot of old movies on it because <laughs> i don't know like i i just don't get that scared anymore maybe i was desensitized as, as a child so all my childhood ones are on here so um cool. the uh the black cauldron nice. definitely scared me as there is a child some, there's some imagery in that that is like wow this is disney okay (laughs) yeah yeah and i know people didn't like it when it came out and stuff but i just i don't know (laughs) like i liked it creepy witches in it right yeah well three witches yeah yeah but uh yeah um i don't know just you know the goat king and all that stuff so i get it wait till you hear my number four so uh yeah (laughs) Okay. Yeah, my cousin used to watch the movie all the time. The Black Cauldron. Any Mm -hmm. chance she got when she was like five, she was obsessed with it. She's really into horror now, so I mean, it tracks. But yeah, I do like it though. I just when I was a kid, I don't know. I will say like it was before like you know the whole Disney Renaissance thing kicked off, and that was around Mm -hmm. the time a lot of their animated stuff wasn't doing as well as it could. But I I remember that movie. There's a lot to appreciate. Like John Hurt's in that, right? He's yeah, John. yeah, yeah. He's like you have a naturally like creepy voice with gravitas in there. Like absolutely, like it yeah. lends itself. What about you, Mike? What's your five? Uh, okay. Well, you know how I do here. Um, I gotta throw out an honorable mention because it's not technically a movie, but I feel you can get through it as like an eight-hour movie viewing experience. Uh, Midnight Mass is so good. Oh yeah, so good. It, like trying to get me to watch that. Yeah. It just, that may be a lot for you, Max, but it, I mean, just because I'm not sure you'd like it. Not that you you couldn't handle it. No, no, like I, I appreciate that. No, seriously, like, I'm, not, I'm not offended. Like, I, thank you. I, I, just, I just threw it on there as an honorable, just because I know it's not technically a movie. But again, it's like it for a majority of it being shot in like daylight and stuff like that. It's still creepy. The, I love the music, the production design, the performances are great. So that's my honorable mention. My actual legit number five selection is Twin Peaks Firewalk with me. Mm-hmm. A lot of my selections, well, some of them will be a little bit more not outright superna- supernatural stuff outright. But, like, this one, it blends the line of, like, is it, you know, all just a psychological kind of emotional thing taking place? Or is it, you know, there are these apparitions, these entities that inhabit this little section of Twin Peaks and stuff like that and they're causing all kinds of trouble and of course anyone who knows the show and stuff like that you kind of get a sense of what the lore is but at the time when I saw this I saw this before I actually watched the show Twin Peaks 
So I was like, what? Uh-huh. What is this? And yeah. parts where, you know, David Bowie shows up and he's just ranting and raving. Um, Ray Wise as Leland Palmer is like one of the most terrifying performances I've ever seen in movie history, in my opinion. And Cheryl, Cheryl Lee is like this great protagonist in Laura Palmer. And you get a little bit of backstory as to, you know, the mystery of Laura Palmer. And that's why I was so surprised when the reactions to season three, uh, people, you know, that it wasn't so linear like the original show kind of was. Mm-hmm. But Fire Walk with Me is definitely like a sign of what the future of Twin Peaks oh, yeah. is going to be. Oh, yeah. And, and while some people might find it goofy or really eccentric at times, like there's a lot of talk about like abuse and trauma taking place in that movie, you know, outright, but is kind of coded in this element of like fantasy horror dreamlike stuff like we were talking about before like you're not quite sure is it you know really happening or is this just more of like a dream fantasy situation and it's unnerving so is it just fantasy? i do want to talk midnight match for just a second like uh mike flanagan is easily on his way to being the best showrunner in television history and i don't know about you guys but i am super stoked that he is the guy doing the dark tower yeah, um, I heard so you know, obviously, I've not seen, <laughs> seen some of his work, but uh, no, I heard I heard that this dude is guy getting dark tower, and I'm like, good, like, yeah. if, if his stuff is actually scary, then good, like, I hope, I hope he's got a lot of good, like, camera work and a lot of you know, like, knows how to tell a story, like, that's all we need, like, I'm, I'm so down. Uh, yeah, like I, I need to see a good dark tower, like, the story is so awesome, it needs to not be ruined just one time. See, I think um, Mike Flanagan's shows are great, but if you really want to see like how good he works on a in an impossible situation, I think um, his Doctor Sleep, The Shining Two, mm-hmm. is a good example of that because he has to please. He had to make a sequel to the original Shining and please Stephen King at the same time, which yep. we all know Stephen King does not like the original Shining, and the guy pulled it off. Like he did such a good job with The Shining Two that I. I am a fan of this guy. I've not seen anything bad that he's done yet. Uh, he's done a couple other Stephen King adaptations that have been fantastic. Uh, Haunting of Hill House yeah. was great. Midnight Mass was great. Uh, I even liked The Midnight Club that he yeah, did. Yeah, me too. Got one season because Netflix is fucking stupid and let Amazon <laughs> get a hold of him. Like, how do you yeah. let your best showrunner go, especially when you're he already wants money. When he wants money, that's when you let him go. Use your cash cow right this now. This is no going. longer cost effective. Goodbye. <laughs> They'll be like, oh, nice. he, you mean he's not on the Great British Bake Off? Uh, we can chuck him. <laughs> but that's the Firewalk with me is a nice out of the box pick. I like that, Mike. What's no, I, it feels like it was a real. I mean, David Lynch does did a lot of stuff prior that was very you know, visceral and surreal and things like that. But this is where I think he was kind of like, okay, everybody, um, I want, I really like the show I was doing, so I'm going to try it again, just in film. And you're going to sit with it and be disturbed. And that's okay. But the only difference is, same thing with his Showtime show, is he didn't have anybody telling him no, and it worked well for him. Like, he yeah. got to make his movie. Yeah. That 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 that's wild to me that he's like he got started on like ABC primetime drama series and then that same series eventually became like a Showtime original and it's just like wow. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Justin? Mine wasn't so much scary. I always said the list was scary, but Midsummer made me feel uncomfortable the whole movie. 
Like I wasn't scary. Really scared, but like yeah. unnerved is like the premise the of the. Yeah, just yeah. And frustration because like I wanted something to happen to the people doing the thing and nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Spoiler it was super creepy. I know. Sorry, I know. My bad. <laughs> Go watch the movie. It's super creepy, but it is pretty good. Um, speaking of teddy, of... speaking of teddy bears, <laughs> yeah. not not giving away too much, but yeah. Yeah, I just the premise starting off with like the whole suicide thing, which isn't a spoiler, happens in the first two minutes. So yeah. like it just That's, the whole I, thing is just I, heavy. I haven't seen the first two the minutes. Whole time. Spoiler. Fine. Well, <laughs> the the movie. Spoiler. I mean, what you need to know going into this movie is that it is a pile on on the main character. Like they pile on trauma it's like nobody's business on Florence Pugh. So it's like uh-huh. I can't wait. To it's see it. I mean, heavy the whole time. You don't get you don't get a breath. You just she she is breath. really good. Too. Yeah, I, she's great. She's great in the movie. Um, yeah, that yeah, movie. A movie got gifted to me, so I can't wait to check it out. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, enjoy. All right, Max, lay it on us. Oh, oh, shit! Uh, number five. <laughs> number five. I'm so goes curious. To Ernest scared stupid. That was that my was number four. Terrifying for me that as a kid. Number four. That was yes. terrifying for me as a kid. Oh, I had to in my house just in <laughs> case those trolls showed up. You were like, I picked a bunch of my childhood. I'm like, you don't know the half of it, lady. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. This was this is the this is the movie that let me know I did not like horror movies, and it was an earnest movie. Like I was mm-hmm. legit afraid of that leprechaun thing, and like, oh my goodness, I I still like. If I were to even go and watch the movie again, I don't think it would make me afraid, but my brain would take me right back there. Like, it, no, it's Ernest Scared Stupid was That's, like, so scary. Now, I know we've talked about this movie multiple times, but I keep forgetting every time we do. It, he, he needs milk, right? Yeah, milk yes. kills him. Yeah. What's the name of the troll thing again? The, does anyone remember? I don't remember. I just remember, I remember he's like a troll monster thing, and he needs milk for some he, reason. He stole children, like turned them into like small... Like statues and put him in a yeah. bag, I think, and take him back to the tree. But okay. I don't remember his name. And how did he was his, scary, though. I was how did Ernest play into this again? <laughs> it was his town, was like, and he had befriended uh, the children of the town. Okay, yeah, 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 I remember. And his he had like a lineage. There was yeah, a his lineage, lineage. that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. That only a world could bring it back, and that the lineage would get dumber and dumber and dumber. Yeah. Ernest. Yeah. That's what yeah. it was. I, I couldn't recall. I'm like, how does he can? I'm, I think it's an air, an air type thing, or you know, chosen one narrative. And I'm like, that's right. Ernest is the chosen one. I like. I don't even remember any of that. I just remember and, being terrified. Um, <laughs> there's like kids in it, right? Mm-hmm. She's yeah. mad. I was like, that's how she got Madame Cerrone. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, John. Oh, oh no, I was just saying I do remember her being a lot like she was chewing scenery and it's like gloriously so. Yeah, yeah. If John Cena doesn't start to do earnest movies, I'm very disappointed. His <laughs> as he ages, you too. Yeah. Listen, his face looks like Barney. I understand. I understand they look sort of similar, but like John Cena's head is the size of Ernest P. Warhol. Like, like that's totally <laughs> fair. Matt's totally already fair. gotten a way around that. Ernest does steroids. Like, no, let's no, do it. You can't make that Ernest movie. goes to the gym. <laughs> yeah, you cannot make that gym. movie. Oh my god. But it would be some like self-aware thing where it's like, yeah, he's yeah. a jacked up Ernest, but he's well aware. Like, I'm very capable. Just make him Not- his cousin. <laughs> Don't replace him. Just he's another world. 
another one. Yeah. I, I can deal with that. Fine. I can deal with that. But like, yeah, no, I'm not. I, I cannot have John Cena playing Ernest. Like that's Ernest just, Jr. Like, oh my God, Ernest. <laughs> You can do comedy. You can do comedy very well. But uh, yeah, this is my number four. And I saw this in theaters. And the fact that this movie scared me as a kid is like absurd because I was watching Nightmare on Elm Street and Child's Play prior to this. Maybe it was just the fact that I saw it in theaters at such a young age. But I remember being petrified. And my sister, I went with my sister and my mom. My mom had to take my sister out of the theater. But, you know, I was, no, I'm not leaving this theater. This movie is not scaring me. I wanted mm-hmm. to hide under my seat so bad. Um, I the Ghostbusters, the dogs scared me a lot as a kid, but nothing compared to these trolls. Yeah, like, they were. I didn't want to be turned into like chocolate-looking kid oh, in a tree. It was, it was, oh god, it was horrible. It was horrible. Like, and then I'm like, I don't know, Ernest. Like, how, who's gonna save the day? You know what I'm saying? Wait. Like, it, it becomes here. Like, like. What? Sorry, I, I, I know. <laughs> I lost the lead there. So, so Ernest Scared Stupid's your number four then? Yeah. Wow. Oh my goodness. You, okay. You, you guys you did really grow up to together, go. didn't you? Yeah, away to go. Like, wow. We did. We definitely grew up together. <laughs> We're on like thirty-five years of friendship now. Yeah, so. it's uh, he's he's definitely he's. Oh no, Jason is my second oldest friend. Nice. That I still like no. talk to. Oh. Yeah, we're, we're more like family because we fought in like family and we've done all that stuff. We're definitely family. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's been enough. Uh, there's there's been enough shared trauma <laughs> to consider us family. <laughs> Therapy, everybody. Sure. Therapy. <laughs> it's a. Um, all right. Uh, uh, who's Jennifer? Is your number four? Jennifer. Oh well, keeping on theme, I guess is 1986 troll. As a kid, I watched that and I that scene with like the misty forest is like, stuck in my head. Like it is scary. Yeah, all the, now the I mushrooms. watched it recently and I laugh. But yeah. I got it on Blu-ray and I just put it in and watched it and I still enjoyed it, but I'm like, yeah. why did this movie scare it's me? So, I yeah. have I have never seen that movie because of Ernest Scared it's Stupid. Yep, it's a troll. <laughs> it's <laughs> very much a send I'd say Ernest Scared Stupid is a send up of troll at that point too. Yeah. Because, yeah. I, I yeah. yeah, no, I would see that one and keep going every time. <laughs> there's there's there, I, I love what you said there it's like now you can look back on it jennifer and say like mm-hmm. okay now i kind of laugh at because there's a lot there in retrospect that you're kind of like as an adult you can appreciate on a different level kind of saying like sonny bono's in this wow yeah. and yeah. the main wow. character's name is harry potter is wow it, yes. <laughs> i'm like yeah. you're a wizard <laughs> And you forgot one other person who's in it, Julia Louis Dreyfus. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's the forest scene, yeah, with her. It's just uh, wow. Yeah. Everyone starts somewhere. How old is she? Twelve. Wow. <laughs> no, she was an adult. Yeah, she was. 20s, she was growing up. With them. Yeah. Oh my gosh, there he is. Yeah, there he is. Yeah, no, I mean, the they're very close. Very close. Very, very close, similar. Yeah. Nope. But not as similar as tr- well. No, Troll Two doesn't look like anything else. No, Troll Two. Yeah. <laughs> So, no, that man. And troll. that one didn't even scare me that much when I saw it. <laughs> I, love I don't know why. <laughs> I I totally understand that, like because you look at Troll and you're kind of like, oh, these practical effects are actually like really like the puppetry work and the suit work is like yeah. really yeah. good for the time. And then you look at Troll Two and you're like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> troll Two doesn't even have trolls in it. 
No, no <laughs> trolls, goblins. <laughs> yeah. Who live in Nilbog. Nilbog, yep. Nilbog. Yeah. Troll 2 is uh, the greatest worst movie of all time. One of. I'd say one yeah, of. That's one. Yeah. There's probably a couple of others you could rank above it. But... I need to watch it. I love that you picked that. That was going to be on my mm-hmm. list. So I'm, I'm really glad. Oh. I kind of, that, that was like a dark horse pick. Like, I was like, oh, man, I was not expecting to revisit Troll on here. That's awesome. <laughs> what do you got at number four, Mike? Number four for me, um, it's another more recent uh, film from like a few years ago. Uh, the The Witch, or as the titles would be like, The Vovovich. <laughs> Two V's <laughs> instead of a yeah. W. Um, yeah, this again feeds into sort of kind of like the midsummer thing you were talking about, Justin, where it's mm-hmm. like it's really unnerving, more so like the total time for actual witch stuff to be happening is very few and far between in the actual film, but it's just about like this family disintegrating in in ye old, you know, pre colonies like America type stuff, and just this family completely just falls apart uh out in the wilderness. And there was a point where I was also like, okay, this kid, Anya Taylor-Joy, she's kind of creepy. And sure enough, she goes on to do, like, a whole bunch of creepy films. So good on her for that. But, yeah, The Witch, it just has this gloom over it the whole time that's like nothing – there's going to be no happy ending to this. There's going to be no redemption, no bright side at the end of this film. It's just a drudge, but it's an unnerving drudge. So – yeah, I need to watch more A24. I'm I'm very ashamed of my A24 viewing. I've seen X and I've seen Pearl. And those Whiplash. are good. Fi- I like X and Pearl. Those are, those are decent. No, Whiplash is Blumhouse, not A24. Never mind. I've seen X and Pearl. <laughs> no, uh, well, this is like, I think the first film from Robert Eggers, who, you know, he went and did Lighthouse, which I also, I love the Lighthouse too, but I don't find it as scary just because Willem Dafoe kind of cracks me up sometimes. But... <laughs> But also the yeah. Northman. The Northman was his more recent one. The North I like the Northman. Yeah. I like that one a lot. It's it was um was it Hamlet? Was it, they were recreating the Hamlet? Like, or, I mean, the, like the, the, the story pre pre Hamlet. Yeah, right? yeah. It, kind of, it it takes like sort of root from yeah like perhaps the origins of Hamlet as it were, but it you know more delved into like Norse culture and so forth. Right. Yeah, yeah, I loved oh, it. That movie is freaking awesome. <laughs> what about you, Justin? Uh, my number four, I kind of stayed in the same universe because I think it, the person that did Midsummer is the same as it did Heredity, but Heredity. Hereditary. Heredi- Sorry. Thank you. Hereditary. No, it's a common thing. Me. People like it's heredity. Heredity. No, hereditary. Got it. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Either way. When the the little spoiler for anybody who hasn't seen it, the when the kid puts her head out the window, like I couldn't, like that was rough for me. When, yeah, I did I did not think that that was going to happen in any movie, let alone the one I was currently watching. The tongue, yeah, rough. The performances are really solid throughout. Like Tony Collette, yeah, she I I genuinely feel like she was denied even an Oscar nomination for that. Like, yeah, she, it was crazy. I need yeah. to see that. That's another one that was recently gifted to me. Somebody really wants me to watch A24 movies. Get, well, yeah, start, I was about to say, start, you're getting gifted a lot of A24 material. Yeah, to me, to me, that one's a better movie than Midsummer. so I would, I'd start there. But that's my yeah. personal opinion. Maybe you want to end I have there. a tough time with cult movies. <laughs> yeah, I know Midsummer is a cult movie. Well, it's a religious festival. 
It's not. Yeah. It's it's it's, it's a mean. cult. It is a cult. Yeah. But. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, hereditary is yeah. really good. Yeah. Uh, my number four. How do I always like forget it's my turn? <laughs> my number four is. We go in order. <laughs> Return of the Living Dead. Um, I watched really? recently, and like it, it, it didn't scare me until I started thinking about it afterwards, which is kind of weird. But uh, like, I really enjoyed the movie. Um, you know, like, and zombie movies generally are you know like the same, but this one does have a different kind of twist to it. And I, I just, I really love. I know this is an old movie, but again, you know, like, I, I, I've never been the horror guy. But uh, yeah, so my wife made me watch. She's like, "You haven't seen this?" And I was like, "No. Why would I watch it? Why would I watch this?" <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we watched it, and like afterward, I'm just thinking, like, man, those zombies are really scary. Like, and that's something that can happen. Like, and like, and the explanation of why they're doing what they're doing, I loved. I just I, I thought it was a very very solid horror flick and uh, had a great time watching it and yeah so that's that's my number four. That is a fun franchise, Return of the Living <laughs> Dead. Um, I've well, seen I mean, three. I, I've heard three. that like after that one, it gets like kind of out there and like that was just like it's this one that you need to watch. Um, so like I'm not, I'm probably not thing. gonna go see the rest of them, but like yeah, the first one I've seen. Uh, but I probably saw that like a year year ago, <laughs> a year or two. Yeah, the second one is uh pretty much similar to the first one, and then the third one gets fucking batshit crazy. Uh, and then I haven't seen any past three, but um, because I was told not to watch past three. <laughs> I think. Do you, yeah. do you always do what you're told, Jason? <laughs> yeah, I do. Hey, you, it, it's there's nothing wrong with taking good advice. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't have to. You know, you don't always gotta take it's called wisdom, stuff. right? Yep. <laughs> my number three is also going to be on Max's uh, list, and I have a story to go with my number three. But my number three is Stephen King's It, more specifically the first half. Uh, so I watched this movie a lot as a kid. This was one of my – I like any movies where kids had camaraderie, like group, core group of friends. And if you had that in a movie back then, I was in. So um, I loved it. And one of the times – <laughs> One of the times I watched it, um, I looked out my backyard and there was a red balloon like floating across the backyard. I was fucking done. I went up in my room. I locked the door until my parents got home. I was not leaving my bedroom until that, that was over. Because that can't have really happened, can it? No way. It did. I that swear is... to God, it happened. Wow. I swear. Unless, like, you, it was like your brain wow. just did that to you. Yeah, unless your brain like, played you just a trick. Traumatize yourself. Like so deeply, you know what I'm saying? Like and it, it probably was the 40th or 50th time I'd watched it. Like I watched this movie. I, I I rented this movie so many times. The guy at Meyer, yes, Meyer used to rent movies. The guy at Meyer gave me the movie. <laughs> he just let me have it after so many times renting it. me at that moment is it's all because I saw that red balloon. Like, wow. That was it. And Some I know kid had a birthday party down the street and traumatized Jason for the next. Week. Yeah, I was about to say. Like, <laughs> some kid just was having a good time with a birthday party early in the day and just you know, forgot like, to take in some decorations. Or I mean, like, because if it was floating across, you know, like your backyard or whatever, that means that like two days ago, some kid had a birthday party and the balloon got let go of, and and it's been traveling here this whole time, and it's coming down to to go at this angle right yep. where you can see it go across the fence. Today, like, like that's what happened. <laughs> that's 
No. Just bad timing on your part, man. <laughs> so scary. Truly is Jason's fault. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say we'll, we'll save Max's to where yeah, we'll yeah, I'll, 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 because I got I got my whole other deal with that movie. Uh, what about you, Jennifer? Well, speaking of cults and boys camaraderie, uh, a Clockwork Orange. <laughs> So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Heavy. Those boxes. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, just um, milk, also, <laughs> that's crazy. Wow, yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then um, just hearing Beethoven and your eyes on also eyes open like that, you know, just mm-hmm. yeah. It is, yeah. It it is unsettling. Well, not not just like what's his name? Alec Alex. Yeah, Alex. Like he's unsettling. Malcolm McDowell is just let's just say Malcolm McDowell is unsettling. But yeah, yeah. But, but what yeah. happens to him throughout the film is equally as unsettling. Even though it's like I don't I don't want to root for this character. No, <laughs> not at all. But I do, there's like yeah. some degree of sympathy or empathy at points. It's just like. Eh. Don't make no. me feel this way. Uh. Right? Yeah, like, who wants to have sympathy for the devil? No. Uh, what about you, Justin? Or Mike, sorry, Mike. Oh, uh, yeah, this is three, right? Yeah. Well, uh, so yeah, uh, the original film isn't on my list anywhere. I, I, th- I think it's a very effective horror film, but I don't personally get scared by it. But what does scare me is The Exorcist 3. Uh, that I just watched it a couple of days ago. That film, uh, revisiting it, it is legitimately like terrifying for me. There, there's some goofy stuff. Uh, Fabio plays an angel in a dream sequence. <laughs> um, but to balance that out, there's just a lot of slow moments in the film that build up tension. It still has one of the best jump scares that I, I fall for every time to this. I've watched the film like at least six or seven times and i fall for it every time still like it always takes me by surprise every time i know which one you're talking about yeah you know you know which one i'm talking about but uh, there and brad dorf i should i gotta say uh george c scott is great he's just this really disheveled and worn out he's a detective from the first film uh and he's just kind of over everything but george uh george c scott holds his own against brad dorf in this as the gemini killer and this had me convinced Brad Dorf could be a really good Joker. Like, I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. You listen Even to his, his monologues. Voice. He's in a straight jacket for his whole screen time. Like, it's it's chilling. He's really yeah. chilling. Even his voiceover as Chucky could be an argument for him <laughs> being the Joker. But um, yeah. yes, Chucky, of course. No, this is uh, after Chucky too, right? Like he had. Child's Play had come out before this, the first one at least, right? Yeah, they were close yeah. to each other. Yeah, close to each other. But um, I avoided The Exorcist three for so many years, and then Dan made me watch it, and it is so good. Like I watched Exorcist one, I watched Exorcist two, I was done with Exorcist. <laughs> Exorcist two is one of the worst movies I've ever seen, and then I watched Exorcist Beginnings, and that wasn't great. And then, but Exorcist three, guys, go check it out. Wow. It's a really good movie. Not Max, but everybody else, go check it out. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's, and the the thing is too, a whole lot of the violent, gory stuff takes place off screen. Like you never actually see anything violent or gory happen. It's all after the fact, and it's all like more about describing it than anything else. It's just like, ugh. 
so so unnerving. Mm. Happy Halloween, Frankie. Thanks for tuning Happy in, Halloween. buddy. Uh, what about you, Justin? My number three was a movie that I watched a lot when I was younger. Uh, the Others, Nicole Kidman. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were a family post World War II, like directly post World War II, and they th- thought their house was haunted with a pretty heavy twist and a, a younger Chris Eccleston, the doctor. Yep. But uh, really super, I mean, it creeped me out. Ambiance is a big thing for me. And uh, it was definitely creepy. And the twist really got me the first time I watched it. And I was like, I had to rewatch it just because I was like with that lens of the twist. I I have mm-hmm. a quick story about that. Cause I did go yeah. see that in the theater when it came out with, with some people that were in our social circle at the time in high school. I don't think I went with either you or Jason Max, but like we went to go watch it and there's there is a jump scare in that that really freaks me out. And I literally like jumped up. We're in the front row. I jumped up out of my seat and went like, "Holy shit!" Was it when the the sheet when they were like in the sheet? Well, I don't want to give it away. It, it's towards oh, okay. towards the end of the movie, closer to the oh, end okay, of the movie sure. before the big reveal. And like the audience, you know, the theater's packed and stuff. And I I'm just looking around and everyone's like looking at me. I'm like. It got me. I can't, and I just sit back down. Yeah, like, hey, don't. Uh, when you get a guy, you got guys. It worked. Yeah. They did a thing, and it worked. Yeah. Like, don't get mad at me. <laughs> that recently, uh, that just got added to the Criterion Collection. So now you can watch it in like 4K Ultra oh, HD. Sweet. So yeah, hmm. if you haven't seen it, it's a great Halloween movie. Check it out. Mm-hmm. Hi, Max. Max. Oh, uh, Take it on a journey. Yep. Gets him every time. All right, so I'm on to The Conjuring. Nice, good call. Uh, most of this movie, <laughs> most of this movie, uh, like uh, right up until the end, uh, is just so creepy and so effectively creepy that, like, I yeah, like, I, I, I was like, oh man, this is, yeah. every, every time like a, you hear a door slam or something, you're like, oh, it, the place is haunted, like you know, <laughs> we're getting out of here. But uh, yeah, so The Conjuring, but like you know, the end, the monster reveal is like kind of, kind of. Is, is the worst part, but uh, that's fine. Like most of the movie is, is excellent. So yeah, the kind Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. There's a ramp up in the third act that's kind of like okay, it's not so so much scary as it, as it is superhero movie now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but no, everything else great. Like yeah, my number two. I saw this movie in theaters. This is the first true horror movie I think I saw in theaters. The first one I remember seeing in theaters, and it was Wes Craven's New Nightmare which in my opinion is the best of the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. It's definitely the precursor to Scream. And the thing that was so scary about this movie is you're watching it in the theater and it's Freddy coming into reality. Like the, the whole plot of the movie is that Wes Craven's Nightmare on Elm Street series was keeping the demon at bay. The more that they created the movies, the more the Freddy demon stayed away. And then the, they've stopped making them because they killed off Freddy. And then now he's slowly coming into our reality. And, it's just a really well done movie. It's got the original cast back, Wes Craven. They all play themselves, and it is just a freaking scary movie. And seeing it in theaters, I think I was 12. I went with my dad, and I went with a couple guys that I was friends with at the time. And I just remember being so scared going home that night, like petrifying, because Freddie wasn't just in the movies anymore. Like he was, he was coming into my reality, and I just wasn't ready for that. And then you saw Fedora in a sweat sweater on the <laughs> chair the door has escaped me ever since floating, floating by the backyard <laughs> uh, yeah new nightmare did what uh halloween 2018 did because you didn't think freddie or michael myers could get scary again and then a new nightmare they're like yeah we can make freddie scary again and then 
it's like, yeah, you guys succeeded. Congratulations. I'm terrified. And that fucking kid in that movie is terrifying as well. I oh, the curse counter for Jason. We've got like four F bombs tonight. Yeah, right? I know. Like, I haven't, yeah. I haven't even been back. I know. I'm, I'm Justin, on where's your Sorry. demonetization clock anymore? It's all you know, we about don't need it. Dirty, the, YouTube killed that policy. So I was like, yeah. I mean, I can still you do might it. As, but... just, yeah, you might as well just still do it. Just in case. Watch <laughs> your profanity. But... <laughs> I do enjoy it. <laughs> no, it was, so it was her kid, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, no. Yeah, he, he, yeah, he was. Something else. <laughs> He's the same kid from uh, Pet Cemetery, the one who got hit by the truck. Yeah. Yeah. What a satisfying moment in the movie. <laughs> Max, <laughs> you and your, you and your love of kids. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. How many How many kids are in your house right now? Oh, uh, it's actually just one. Just one. Oh, okay. Right now. Thank I God. It's been like four. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's been like we've had upwards of seven. Like it, it, it gets awful in here. Quick, fast, and in a hurry. Uh, talk about talk about your scary movies. This is like you know at the kid's birthday. That's my scary movie. <laughs> Eight children all together. This is real. <laughs> <sighs> That's funny. What's your number two, Jennifer? Um, Candyman. Oh, that's a good one. The yeah. <laughs> um, I haven't seen the new one. I was but... about to ask. Have you seen the new one? Yeah. No, we were talking about. It. I didn't even know there was a new one. Oh, but wow, yeah, again, all these movies I watched when I was a kid. So, uh, yeah, like the whole locust coming out of his mouth and just yeah. It, that's what I don't know if I could ever do that. Too scary to <laughs> so, watch. Yeah, it's yeah, the hook and everything. So Tony Todd, man, he he was yeah, yeah he's super really good, he's so yes, good, <laughs> really good, freaky guy. Yeah, for sure. Excited to see you? him again. So. What about you, Mike? Uh, so it's funny you mentioned New Nightmare, Jason. That was almost my number two, but I decided like I don't really get scared by Freddy so much anymore, even in something as effective as New Nightmare. So I decided to go with the next thing, which was The Thing, uh, John Carpenter's The Thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though I know this is one where I do know all the beats, and it doesn't take me by surprise so much, but it's just so disgusting. <laughs> it is so disgusting and gross. And yeah. the thing is just this undefinable, like, it doesn't have an actual, like, true form. It's just this hodgepodge of anything that it touches and absorbs. And it is just so grotesque. And the sound that it emanates and the music, it's so simple. And that isolation, too. Like, no one trusts each other, even after they prove themselves to be human. Like, no one trusts one another. The ending of it, again, it's not like a happy ending at the end. It's all about, like, well, let's just see what happens. And you're just like, wow. Wow, it's heavy. Yeah, like, who was the thing? You don't even know. And, yeah, the thing is great. And then he says it's clobbering time, and it's just... (laughs) (laughs) Change up the thing. It still works. You know, like, you know, a lot of the a lot of these movies you go back and watch them and it's it's like okay, like it's very hokey, but I don't know. Something mm-hmm. about the thing still still works as it's for st- like, it stands up. It it, it I, I believe you could put that up against any contemporary horror film this day and it still works, which is weird that they tried to make a prequel to it. Right. I'm like what can we just let especially like horror films, let them be like this one thing. Like stuff like Freddy you can franchise and he can go have weird dream adventures and what have you. <laughs> the thing, 
I feel that that serves as a one and done type of thing. And they did the prequel, and I'm like, it's all CGI, and the thing doesn't even try to hide that it's an alien. It's like I'm here and I'm wacky. <laughs> Couple of wild, crazy kids. Yeah, you wild and crazy guys. <laughs> <laughs> You made me think you're like an inflatable arm like your car salesman. Yeah, he's a floating yeah, tube man or whatever. <laughs> Not you, Justin. Um, okay. I'm going to give you an honorable, honorable mention because I just thought about it and I don't want to forget. But this is a TV show, The Tale of the Ghastly Grinner. This is Are You Afraid of the Dark episode where mm-hmm. every time they ran into this villain, he they stopped talking and just like goo would come out of their mouth. And as a kid, I didn't sleep. That was the first oh. thing that kept me up all night. I could not sleep. Like from <laughs> Friday night to Saturday, I would just like, just like white knuckling it like don't you talk to me like, that, was, that was that scared the crap out of me as a kid. so did you guys um, catch the game <laughs> yeah they're just so scary it scared the crap out of me it's like you can't even get help everyone's already spitting out slime uh, uh but no my number two is the ring that movie scared mm. the bejesus out of me as a kid yeah that's the guy oh from goodness. are you afraid of the dark it was awful <laughs> oh, Jesus. oh yeah no nope no 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 nope. like uh uh freaking god no stop it dude. No. no we don't need that i'm gonna wow. i'm gonna come back to ohio just to put a red balloon outside your window now i'm gonna know it's you <laughs> But Justin, the ring is good, man. That's a good argument mm-hmm. for uh, um, a remake done very well. Well, did you ever see the original? Uh, what was it? The Japanese version? Mm-hmm. I, I have not. That movie scared the crap out of me. I didn't like. I had to move my TV out of my room. I'm like that girl ain't gonna get me while I'm sleeping. Just like. <laughs> <laughs> now you're talking crazy. I never wanted to get the TV out of my room. <laughs> well, I was like, like ten. I was ten at the time. I was really. I was pretty young for it. I was like, this is a lot. At least for me. Mm-hmm. That's a good pick, man. Right, Max. Uh, yeah, for my number two. Uh, I mean, you know, you already said it. It was a uh, friggin' smile. Um, so I'm gonna throw one in there. Uh, the mist. Um, like a solidly mm-hmm. creepy movie, but absolutely terrifying to like as to just like what will happen to people. Yep. When mm-hmm. the craziness happens, and then like also that there's monsters is like. You know, it's like, oh, and then we're gonna sprinkle, you know, just sprinkle some some paprika on there. You know, like that's Jeez. that was just the extra. <laughs> the real horror story is like what the people, what happened to the people in their minds. Yeah. So like, um, and that was based off of Stephen King's short, yep, I believe, yep. right? Yeah. Oh, and yeah. the ending and was different than the book. Greatest ending to a movie yeah. of all time. Yeah. I feel like you shouldn't <laughs> say that after just saying you don't like kids. <laughs> like it's like. Well, I, the I mis- feel like I'm on brand. Yeah, <laughs> I'm on brand. This is consistent for Max. Um, what a no, shocker uh, of an ending, though! Like, the, wow. Like, yeah, yeah. Like the kid isn't uh, isn't even that annoying. Like you, like no. there's definitely yeah, been like you like the kid. Kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, he wasn't bad, but like that ending. Mm, yes, like I. I loved it. I, I don't know. Like this, like this. I'm, I'm actually a terrible person. That's what it is. Um, <laughs> but like that ending to me, I was like that. I I never saw that coming. And it's just like, what would make this the worst possible ending for the main character? They thought of that and then they did it. 
and it's just mm-hmm. like I don't know why you did that, but I would thank you so much. <laughs> Stephen was, King even approved it, right? He yeah, was like, "Hey, that's so. how I should have ended my book. You had yeah. a better ending." Oh yeah, no, yeah, Stephen King sucks at endings. He can't do yeah. endings to save his life. Like, I know he's a great writer. Like, I don't. Like, I love some Stephen King, and like Dark, Dark Tower is is so good. Like, it's one of my favorite stories of all time. But uh, no, Stephen King sucks at endings. No. Like, this is Fra- Frank Darabont, he knew what he was doing when he made that adaptation. Like, it was really, really good, and. Yeah, you could also you got some pre Walking Dead folks like you got I think mm-hmm. you got Carol, Andrea, and uh, Dale in there. Yeah, which was yeah. a Frank Darabont show for the first season. Yeah, yeah, it was Frank for a while, but no, they're I really good. Frank Darabont do that whole series. There's yeah. so there's there's the regular color version, but I know there's a black and white version. I have never seen the black and white version. I'm I really want to know like. Because it does play like an older sort of fifties horror type of film. Was the TV show ever any good? The Mist. The Mist. Um, that was the. I never watched. I did. Yeah. I did watch the Mist TV show when it was on Netflix for a while. Because it, it originally aired on Spike. Yeah, I heard it was okay. So, <laughs> so, no, it's not. <laughs> it's not. It's not good. The the movie's better. The, oh yeah, for sure. The show is. I I remember. There's not a lot I remember about the show itself, other than every episode just made me more and more infuriated because <laughs> these characters suck. You almost were able to do an Arnold Schwarzenegger impersonation. Then oh, I thought you were going to write anyone. Yeah, he could. My number one is one that scared me because I saw it later in life. I think I was in high school, and that's The Shining. Um, mm-hmm. I don't do kids; they scare me. I mean, I do. <laughs> I have kids. I mean, good. Yeah, like. In horror movies, they <laughs> this whole movie scared the crap out of me. And I remember somebody pounding on the door like halfway through the movie, and I was petrified. Uh, <laughs> this wasn't an act. You... with the movie, but it just happened while I was watching it for the first time. So, would you scary. say at first you were afraid, you were petrified? <laughs> yeah, oh. thinking I could never live oh. without you by my side. You're so good. Just stayed oh, up so God. many nights thinking how you could do me wrong. Oh. Turned into karaoke. Um, yep, for sure. Um, <laughs> Three geeks at night. <laughs> those, yeah, the creepy little girls are yeah, they, they creep me right the map out, and it's it is <laughs> right the map like out. Shining, yes. Uh shout out to uh, Adventure Child. Yeah. We're but, divided uh, by zero here. We have to leave. <laughs> Uh, yeah, like nah, the shining, and then like you know, like just the story of it, like that movie is crazy. Anyway, just like yeah, yeah. <laughs> what and, they did and what they went through. And again, it's one of those where when you get older, the behind the scenes story is just as crazy too. Because man, like I, I have so much more respect for Shelley Duvall after watching that. Yeah, movie. she got tortured. She, yeah, she got tortured on that set. Like it, yeah, and she's probably like. She's probably the most convincing performance in the whole film. Like Jack Nicholson is great, but he's having a ball just being you know, crazy over the top. Yeah, she he's just naturally <laughs> creepy. He doesn't have anything to say anything. But like Shelly's like conveying like a lot of heavy stuff. And <laughs> like she's very subdued and quiet at first, and then when she has to escalate, she does. And it makes sense too, because man. Kubrick was a monster to her. So it's 200 just like, takes on just yeah, one that, that's piece, ridiculous. Like, yeah. Pay your actors better. That's what we're saying here. It's like, yep. <laughs> yeah. there is a rumor going around that uh, Hollywood celebrating because there's a deal. We'll find out next week. We'll see. I read that. Yeah. Sites. 
Hope so. They already did the whole Halloween costume thing. Yeah. That's weird. (laughs) But whatever. Don't let your children's be Iron Man. So. (laughs) I guess. In solidarity. (laughs) What's your number one, Jennifer? Oh, uh, Pink Floyd's The Wall. Just imagine being a 10-year-old and watching that. uh, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The maggots and just... It's just creepy and animation style. But yeah. Oh, those those characters in the animation are like Yeah. It's a fever dream. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. No, that that's a great choice. Like and that's the thing, it's like we we've picked and chose a couple of films across like the spectrum, not just like horror films, but like that because yeah. that's more like <laughs> drama music music film, but it, it does have horrific moments and it. it's like oh yeah. Man. Uh, is it my, my turn? Yeah. yeah. All right. My number one is an old seven. Well, it's a, f- a film from the seventies, uh, and I've gone on the record as saying like this is one of my favorite like slow burn horror movies. It's uh, "Don't Look Now" from nineteen seventy three. It stars Donald <laughs> Sutherland and uh, Julie Christie, and I, I did a whole like video essay years ago when I went to Venice because it's about like this couple who recently suffered a loss in their life. And so they go to Venice, not just for like work, but to kind of get away from it all. And it's an interesting choice that they went to Venice because there's a whole theme of water. I feel in the film, it plays into the tragedy a lot, which is interesting that they would go to a city that's basically on the water and it's suspenseful. You're not quite sure like what exactly is going on. A lot of editing and stuff like that makes it feel disjointed purposefully and then at the very end, it has one of the biggest reveals where I'm just like, it gave, it gave me a serious like panic attack, like watching the reveal take place. And I was just like, no, 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 no. Why? Why this? <laughs> and um, it, it stayed with me. Like, even though I know it's coming, it doesn't startle me anymore, but I can feel the hair on my arm like rise every time this scene plays out. And I'm just like, oh it, it, it made you have, have a full LaBeouf. Mm-hmm. Yep, a full of boo. Are you pretty and shy about it? I went full shy for that. I was like, no, 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 no. And no, it, it, Jim, it, 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 the ending and the film overall just really stayed with me throughout the years. I'm like, I, I mean, I've got it here somewhere in my Criterion shelf, and I'm like, I'm probably Dude, gonna Donald watch it this Sutherland, weekend. He made some good horror flicks. Like, I just saw something on Twitter where the, he was in Invasion of the Body Snatchers, which yeah. is technically a remake, <laughs> but at the there's. There's a point at the end of the original Invasion of Body Snatchers that syncs up perfectly with the remake of Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Like they literally just go one right into the other, mm-hmm. which makes you want to go back and rewatch it. But I just wrote down, don't look now, because Donald Sutherland made some pretty good horror flicks back in the day. It, it is a slow that. burn. Like you're, at, for, at times you'll be like, where's this going? Because it just, yeah. it's quieter. You know, it's, it's more I about like, like yeah, it's more about like grieving and things like that. So. But it's worth it for the payoff. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> what about you, Justin? What's your number one? Mine is not a good movie, but it came out in 1990. Arachnophobia, horror comedy. <laughs> but like, great movie. I, I like still movie. think about that spider coming out of that dude's nose, and I still mm-hmm. shiver about mm-hmm. it. Like, it <laughs> no, that's. Yeah, the, I'd say it's effective. That. Like after I saw that movie, like whenever I went to turn off a lamp, I'd be like, <laughs> yeah. No, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> I'm good, yeah. man. Nice pick. Yeah. 
Gotta love John Goodman in that one. Um, I love John Goodman in everything, even if the yeah. movie's not great. I love John Goodman. Yeah, he's he's <laughs> like there's something like apple pie about John Goodman. It's like he's just like, yep, I'll have that, thank you, and it'll be delicious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll oh. have the John Goodman hold the Walter soap check on him, please. <laughs> also the Roseanne bar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, funny story. Uh, one of the people I play with, um, I'm playing Diablo 4. She made a barbarian that it, the thing looks like Roseanne, and she named oh, her no. she named her Roseanne oh, Bear. <laughs> nice. Oh, or she's not a barbarian, she's a druid, but yeah, I was say that oh, okay. Um, yeah, she's a druid, but she's Roseanne Bear, and it's awesome. Uh, it's so awesome. <laughs> oh, so Bear, B E A R. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that makes sense. Well, yeah, druid transformation. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, all right. So, my number one is it. Um, I think I've told this story quite a few times, but like, I didn't know that there was a second half of that movie. <laughs> I, I only mm-hmm. saw the first half where it wins. And and it is just unleashed on the earth still. Like I did, I never knew. I never knew that they finally beat it. I, I, I for, for years, for years, I didn't know. I got to live through this, everybody. I got to live through Max's like. Why next didn't Jason never tell life. you? That's let me tell you. It's fantastic. He used to ride his bike no. around the sewers. Oh my goodness! I would, oh yeah, my like, god. There was no sewer that you could get me to go near. I, I had like a whole yeah. It's it's no. It was, it was that movie traumatized me more than than like some like actual traumatizing life events that have happened. Are and the turtles I, still alive? <laughs> <laughs> I can I can imagine too because we all kind of grew up in like similar suburb areas where the sewers they, they have like a little you know area where the pipe would lead out into like a little you know open plain area. Yeah, like go to one of those big pipes and be like. I'm, I'm, I'm going. I'm not looking in there. I don't know what's going on in there. I'm not going to find out what's going on in there. Okay, it's not going to get me. Oh, okay, you'll find that, out. that that is like. It, uh, oh my goodness! No, it the the the, yeah, the original 1990s one, the bad one. Um, yes, yeah, hey scared now. the crap out of me. Hey that now. first that first half is fantastic. It's the second half that's not and, so good. Okay, yeah, I'd say so, Tim like, Curry is. Very consistent oh, he's throughout. He's all a great dude. dude. He's a great dude. Like I, it, it, I couldn't look at Tim Curry the same. Like I saw him in something else, and I was like, e, no, 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 we're not doing that. Like it was, it was, it was a whole thing from that movie. <laughs> oh my goodness! I'd okay. argue Tim Curry's two best roles, Pennywise and what's his name, uh, Long John Blue? Silver from Muppet Treasure Island. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, with the like honorable mention, the clue, but <laughs> for sure. But yeah, no, it it is is awful, and like I, I haven't seen the new one at all. I haven't seen one minute of it. I'm not ever gonna watch any of those movies ever again. So we um, can watch them tomorrow. No, <laughs> he he will not. I tried to get him to watch the second half of it when we were kids. He I will do it. fight you. But um, <laughs> uh, I just want to tell one quick story. I know we're running long, so. I've been on horror with Sir Sturdy. We've been going on the Nightmare on Elm Street Friday the Thirteenth journey together, and so we had to do the remakes. We had to do the Nightmare remake and the Friday the Thirteenth remake. Me, Mick, Aaron, uh, Sturdy, and uh, Chris all 
hated Nightmare on Elm Street. We were all dreading it. There's a guy named Dan. He was on our show a few months ago, Master Shake. He does the mixed drinks. And he he liked it. He kept telling us, guys, this movie's better than you remember. And I have ragged on this guy for a long time. All four of us did not want to rewatch this movie. All four of us loved the Nightmare on Elm Street remake when we rewatched it. So I want to recommend out there to everybody to go check out the Nightmare on Elm Street remake. Give it a second chance because I'm telling you right now, most audiences didn't like it because you liked Freddy Krueger. And the remake makes it impossible for you to root for Freddy Krueger. The way that the movie is written, it ties everything so well together that... Um, you know what Freddie did, and he is not a good guy in this remake, and it is legit scary. Um, Jackie Earl Haley does a great job as Freddy Krueger. They do such a good job of connecting the past to the present with you know the, the fact that the people that Freddie's hunting down were actually the kids that he targeted when he was younger. Like it is just it's so well done. I'm telling you, this remake is better than you remember. And I I want people to give it a second chance because. When we were all done, we were all surprised that we all liked it because we all thought we hated it. Because we hadn't seen it since the original. And like I said, I think it's because the old Freddy movies, you kind of rooted for Freddy. And in the remake, you can't because it's very obvious that he is a child molester in the remake. They make that very apparent. And I think it's a really well done and effective horror movie and one of the best of the horror remakes. And I'm not alone. Everybody on the podcast had the exact same feelings. And I'm telling you, none of us wanted to rewatch this movie. So okay. for the record, I never thought Freddy was a. Yeah, I never rooted for Freddy. Yeah, anyway. I never, I you He's murdering people. Giggled, you know what I mean? Like you didn't he think of Freddy. Yeah, he had a character and kind of yeah, but, certainly, yeah. but like, like it's I'm just saying. Yeah, he gets give, the, give the remake a second chance because Jackie Earl Haley, in my opinion, nails it. And I thought the movie was really good, and I'm really surprised I'm saying that. But um. Jennifer, thank you so much for joining. I'll admit when I'm wrong. Dan, Dan, I'm sorry. Dan, I'm sorry for all the shit I gave you for years of our friendship. Like, Who I'm is sorry. this guy? We're really into therapy now. What's right. going on? <laughs> this is very cathartic but, uh, for Jason. Yeah, Jennifer, you did great for your first live interview and live show. Like, fantastic. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on, hanging out with us. I know we can get a little crazy sometimes, and you, you yeah. hung very well. So, thank you. Everybody, go to YouTube. I have the link down below. Check, look for Jennifer Bauman on YouTube and mm -hmm. follow her on all the socials. You can find the links down below as well. I can I just YouTube. say something really because, uh, you know, Jennifer, you and I have, you know, corresponded for a while now because of the Joel Haver stuff and filmmaking in general. I just want to say you've been one of my greatest supporters recently. And I'm very appreciative of that. I've been wanting to tell you that like in person or, you know, virtual person, I guess here, but yeah. I want to thank you so much for the support you've offered. And uh, yeah, I look forward to a whole lot of your other projects and stuff on the horizon. So. I second that. Thank you too, for all the support you've given us. And I'm glad that we got to have you on for your first. That's awesome. So mm -hmm. no matter what, we'll be the first. So I, I appreciate that. Very, very much. Okay. Don't have to say it like that. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. What did you do with Jason? What is going on? It's the body snatchers. He's going to start doing this. Well, it looks like our oh session time is coming to an end here, Mr. Oh Taylor. Oh, my goodness. Go to YouTube.com. Mike McGee TV. I'm just done talking for the Nailed night. It. You guys can follow us, 3 Geeks Podcast. Nailed it. Subscribe when it's fun, guys. We're going to do another giveaway. We've got some Mission Impossibles coming to give away. I can't wait to do that. And uh, we'll talk to you guys nine. very soon. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, everybody.